that's what we just want to keep coming back to is that this is about, again, as the poster said, coming for the adventure and enjoying the journey. If you are lucky enough to find a clue ball and win a glass ball, then, you know, hooray and congratulations. But um, really just enjoy the people that you meet on the trails, the business owners, um, help give back to our community and just enjoy the whole process. Hey, you're listening to the Welcome to Kameno Island podcast presented by the Kameno Chamber of Commerce. Tune in as we keep you up to date with events, the ins and outs of living on an island, and hearing from different people in our community. Whether you just moved here, been an islander for many years, or are just visiting, join us as we explore the easy island together. Welcome to Kameno Island, listeners. Welcome to our uh, Glass Quest edition of the podcast. So today I'm here with Jessica McCready. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk all things Glass Quest. So um, for those of you don't, for those of you who don't know already, um, can you give a quick kind of explainer of what is Glass Quest? Absolutely. Um, there's no real quick or easy way to explain Glass Quest, um, but I will say we call it the greatest treasure hunt in the Pacific Northwest. It happens every year in February and for 10 days. And people come from all over the country, actually, um, to search for clue balls, which are three-inch plastic clear balls, kind of like um, Christmas decorations, Mm -hmm. that can be camouflaged. And they're hidden in participating businesses or in a bunch of community sites. And if you find a clue ball, you win a glass ball. It's a hand-blown, unique glass ball by Mark and Marcus Ellinger of Glass Quest Studio in Stanwood. Nice. Very cool. And how long has Glass Quest been going on? So 2023, we are celebrating our 14th year. Wow. I know. So it's been going on for quite a while. It's growing every single year. Um, the Camino Island Chamber has been the organizer of the event, I want to say now for eight years. I think this will be our eighth year. Okay. Um, before that it was organized by a bunch of different organizations in Stanwood, (laughs) um, almost fell apart at one point in time. Um, and we just believe so strongly in the power of the event and what it brings to our area Mm -hmm. in February that the Camino Island Chamber decided to kind of take it on and organize the event ourselves. Yeah. So um, with this event, what does it look like for, I guess, first of all, what does it look like for the participating businesses? So I like to refer to Glass Quest as kind of a marathon a little bit um, in terms of when it starts, because people are always really um, surprised that we put out Glass Quest registration in September, which feels kind of um, early. But for participating businesses, they sign up every year in September. So if you missed it this year, you can still sign up in September for the 2024 event. And participating businesses choose whether they want to hide them in their store or whether they want to hide them in our community sites. So it's a little different depending on how they want to participate. Um, If they're hiding them in their stores, they need to start looking around at their uh, merchandise and shelves and... um, get a little creative of thinking of places that you want to hide those clue balls. Um, They can be camouflaged, although they can remain completely clear. And um, if they want to hide them in community sites, same thing. Just kind of start thinking about how you want to hide them. 
and areas of the business that you don't want people going into. (laughs) Um, We tell all of the questers, or what we call the people who are searching for this treasure, that clue balls should be found using your eyes only. So you don't need to move merchandise. You don't need to move vegetation. Um, At least half of the ball, even if it's camouflaged, at least half of the ball remains clear. And part of the clear part has to be showing when it's hidden. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then what does it look like for a quester? So for a quester, um, there are some professional questers out there that have been doing this for 14 years. So my first suggestion would be talk to one of those people (laughs) as you're out and about. Um, They know a lot of the tips and tricks. Um, But for a quester, the first thing that I would suggest is to familiarize yourself with the booklet. Uh, The Glass Quest booklet is in digital format on our website. We do have a new website we're about to launch in the next, um, well, by the time this podcast is released, the (laughs) website will be uh, released. And so it is northwestglassquest.com. So we did do a little bit of rebranding this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We used to call the event The Great Northwest Glass Quest, which is a little bit of a tongue twist. (laughs) And we know it's a great event. So um, it's just referred to as Northwest Glass Quest right now. Um, But for a quester, go to the website. um, Check out the frequently asked questions. There's probably like 25 of them on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, So look through those frequently asked questions There's pictures of clue balls, um, both kind of in the wild and camouflaged pictures, as well as clear ones, so you know what you're looking for. And um, decide on your where you want to go. You can choose to go inside businesses. You can choose to go to our parks. You can do a combination of both. But the website is really the best resource for questions. Yeah. Well, and and the glass and the northwest part of that, um, we'll obviously have this linked in the show notes, but it is spelled out. It's not in W. It's the full northwest spelled out. Correct. Um, Yeah. No, I think that'll be really neat to have that whole website all kind of redone and and ready for the the new year. It is. It is. We've got some great new marketing materials. Um, Our poster this year says, come for the adventure, enjoy the journey. Um, and that's really speaks to the spirit of the event. Um, in 2023, I believe we have 430, uh, glass balls to be given away. I almost want to say that's a record if it's close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Mark and Marcus Ellinger are busy, um, blowing a lot of glass balls right now for that event. But, um, we do get a lot of people to Stanwood and Camino over these 10 yeah. days. And um, we just want to make sure that they know that the spirit of the event is to get out and find treasure um, other than clue balls and glass balls. Yeah. Well, and, and in that then, um, I know there's been a lot of, um, uh, there's been a lot on the like transformational travel stuff. Um, but how have you guys in planning for this year, how have we kind of incorporated um, to, to really focus back on what the, the reason for Glass Quest, mm-hmm. not just finding the glass ball, but the whole piece of it. Right. Um, the Transformational Travel Council is work that we've done um, through Whidbey and Camino Islands Tourism. Um, it's also referred to as regenerative tourism. So it is really um, a great fit for Glass Quest, and I'm excited that we're coming back to what the spirit of the event actually is, mm-hmm. which is to visit our area in February. The event is always in February. Um, 
it always starts around the four-day holiday because um, typically schools are closed Friday through Monday, so it gives a good option um, to have a long weekend. But And it almost always snows in terms of like the past <laughs> couple of years. So for those of you listening, it may snow. Um, there's a reason we have it in February. Even though it may snow, it's still a 10-day event, and we will all be okay. Um, and it adds a little extra camouflage. But the reason we have it in February is because it is typically the slowest time for our businesses, Yeah, which is why this event fits so well for the Camino Chamber to organize, because part of our mission is to obviously support our local businesses and yeah. draw traffic into our businesses during that slow month of February. Yeah. Well, and I'll say as a business owner, um, the amount, I mean, it brings in so much so many people through that time period. Um, I think every year leading up to Glass Quest, because um, you get through <clears throat> December as a business owner, and that's just a crazy month. Mm-hmm. You've got Christmas. If you're in the retail business, you're just jam. You're just packed because you're just making it through the holidays. Then you hit January, and it it's like someone slammed on the brakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone stops coming in. Not everyone, but it, it slows way down, right. especially in comparison to what you were just in a week ago. So every time that we get, like, end of January, right around where we're about a couple weeks out from Glass Quest starting, I'm always second-guessing, like, is it going to be very big this year? Mm -hmm. Am I going to notice? Because you get into the first week of February, and it's not that different from uh, January. It's still slow. Nothing's happening. Um, But, man, the week, (laughs) the 10 days of Glass Quest really feel like you're all of a sudden flip the switch and you're in summer Mm -hmm. for that 10 days. Yep. Yep. And that's great. I mean, that is it. And it's why we know the event is so successful. Yeah. Um, Businesses, uh, any participating business should be tracking their sales. I know that you do that year over year. Yeah. Because it is one of the things that we love to hear about afterwards. Um, I know that uh, business in Stanwood had their best um, sales ever for the like two weeks surrounding Glass Quest. Wow. Um, And the percentage increase of sales just goes through the roof. So. For any questers out there listening, um, we do encourage you to purchase items while you're questing um, and support these businesses because um, it does take a lot for them to actually participate in the event as mm-hmm. well. So make sure to find something in each store that you visit if you can. Yeah. And and in that then, one of the things you guys are looking at this year, one of the um, changes that we've, this is the first year doing it is this kind questers uh, thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So again, going back to the regenerative tourism idea, um, we used to, in terms of tourism, always, you know, come to Camino, come to Stanwood, come, come, come. come. And the pandemic taught us a lot in terms of um, people know Camino and Stanwood right now. Um, And our community, we want to be responsible in terms of tourism. And, Mm -hmm. of course, we want to encourage people to come and visit, but we want them to visit in a sustainable fashion, um, in a a way that they learn about who our community is, who is Camino Island. Um, And GlassQuest just gives such a great chance to be able to do this. So this year... um, we're launching the Kind Quester program. And what that is, is there are 12 different ideas that we have for you that you can choose from, kind of like a (laughs) tic-tac-toe grid. Um, Things like volunteering at the food bank, um, making a donation to the um, boogie bin, which supports pets, 
um, picking up litter in our trails and our parks, mm-hmm. um, learning about the history of our island. And so we have four different categories, and then there's three different ideas under each category, either yeah. learning about the history, contributing to our community, giving back, um, writing letters to some of our elderly citizens and having them delivered with the Meals on Wheels program is one of them. And if you complete six of the 12, um, then we are giving out 100 glass buttons. So for people who know what the glass ball looks like on the bottom of it is a stamped button. Yeah. And so Mark and Marcus um, Ellinger are making us 100 glass buttons with this year's um, logo and stamp on it. And 10 people every day who hand in a completed um, program will get a button. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a random draw. Um, We have a little ping pong machine we're actually going to use. So anyone can drop off that completed form at our Glass Quest headquarters at the Camino Center, as long as you've done six of the 12, and and then kind of use the little ping pong machine to see if you want a button or not. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think that'll be a neat um, added thing, because I think uh, it's so... The, the people that are have been doing this questing for so long, I mean, when I watch them come into the business, they know exactly what to look for, how to look for it, and no matter how well you hide it, usually within the first 20 minutes, someone <laughs> finds the ball. Because yeah. they're just... They've seen it so many different times from so many different businesses and all these ideas um, that if you're a new quester, it can be really disheartening when you go out and you're on day five of questing right. and not found anything. So to know that there's some other things you can be doing while you're also, um, exp- you know, trying to find these, the, the glass quest balls, uh, the clue balls. Yep. Um, it's nice to be able to doing multiple things at once. Right. And that's what we just want to keep coming back to is that this is about, again, as the poster said, coming for the adventure and enjoying the journey. If you are lucky enough to find a clue ball and win a glass ball, then, you know, hooray and congratulations. But um, really just enjoy the people that you meet on the trails, the business owners, um, help give back to our community and just enjoy the whole process. If um, if you come and you're expecting to get a glass ball and you're going to be so disappointed and heartbroken if you don't find one, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because <laughs> they are treasures um, and they're not always easy to find. Yeah. Although it always makes me laugh how many small kids find them um, yeah. just randomly because I don't even think they're looking as hard as the adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of small kids, I don't know if they can get low enough to the ground sometimes. Um but it really is a fun family adventure, and so many people have made this into their like annual family tradition of yeah. coming out in February um, and just going on the quest. Yeah. And if you are um, empty-handed, <laughs> there are balls that you can buy. Yeah. Um, we used to call these unlimited balls. Uh-huh. Um, the balls that you win are called limited edition glass balls because they are limited. Um, They are each numbered on the bottom. They each come with a certificate of authenticity that has the number, and it's signed by the artists. Those are the limited edition balls that go with a clue ball. Um, The other ones we are now calling non-certificated balls. We're getting new tongue twisters. Um, (laughs) Get rid of some, get new ones. Um, Saying unlimited balls was a little confusing because there is actually a limit to them. Um, (laughs) Mark and Marcus can only do so much. Um, so it was a little confusing to people because the um, non-certificated balls are stamped with the Glass Quest stamp on them, but they do not have a certificate of authenticity 
or a number, but there are only a certain number of them available. Yeah. So they're only available for purchase as supplies last. Um, so if you want to buy one, I would suggest buying one earlier in the event. Um, this year, the cost of those is $60 if you show that you have the GlassQuest app downloaded on your phone. So that's a one-time discount you can use or $70 without. So yeah. there are participating businesses that will resell these. Um, that's all on the website. Again, I know you guys end up buying quite a few to resell mm -hmm. at the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, GlassQuest Studio is another option that you can go to. We'll be right back to this episode after a word from our sponsor. Hi there, I'm Marla Hegel, owner and broker of Windermere Real Estate right here on Camino Island in Stanwood. Here at Windermere, we have agents you can trust. We are passionate about our community and helping others navigate the real estate process. What makes us different is our agents live here and know the Camino Island and Stanwood area. They truly understand the intricacies of our local market. Our team offers unparalleled knowledge and expertise from beach rights and road easements to wells and septics. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, we are ready to walk alongside you. Take a look at our website, windermerestanwoodcamino.com, or stop by one of our two local offices. You can also listen to our podcast, We Are Stanwood Camino. We live here, we work here, and we're all in for you. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely suggest for our listeners, if any of you, especially if you live in the area, um, pick one of those days and, and go out to the Glass Quest Studios. Because when you watch them do it live, it's just, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, and they do this day in, day out. Um, but when you see them at it, and, and both of them are just great characters. Um, they're great people, mm -hmm. but they're hilarious and they're, they're fun to watch. And yeah. they, they make it entertaining. It's, um, it's a good time. They so. do. They make it actually look so easy. And yeah. there's, it's not <laughs> easy at all. Um, but they do. They're they're beautiful artists and they create some gorgeous art and they have stuff there available beyond just the glass balls they have lots of glass art for sale yeah so. no so definitely go check them out um so one of the questions um of course is when are the actual dates of this year's glass quest that's a great question um this year's glass quest is february 17th that's a friday through the 26th which is a sunday so again that's that four-day holiday weekend that it starts um a lot of people will ask us, is there a better day to come questing than others? Um, that's a very common question. We put out new clue balls throughout the 10-day event. So that first weekend is almost always super busy, um, especially because kids are out of school. Yeah. And then typically what, what I have seen is a little dip midweek for those people that are, have not taken the full week off. Yeah. Um, and then it pops back up again during the weekend. Yeah. Um, but do know, if you come out for that last weekend, you still have just as much of a chance of finding a clue ball as you do if you came out on the Friday, for instance. Yeah. Um, the Camino Chamber ourselves, um, we hide 30 to 40 clue balls. Okay. And again, that spread out over the 10 days. Um, and then businesses spread their clue balls out over the 10 days as well. So it's not like they're all getting hidden at the beginning right. of the event. Yeah. Very cool. What are some, uh, just from your experience of talking with people, what are your tips and tricks for people that are wanting to do the event? My tips and tricks, again, <laughs> read the information. I know there's a lot of information in the booklet. There's a lot of information on the website. Um, but it is really helpful to actually read through it. Um, 
The other thing that's a little confusing for people sometimes is um, participating businesses, some hide in their store, some hide in community sites. Mm -hmm. So make sure you look at those two different lists because we may have a participating business um, who isn't hiding in their actual business. They're hiding in the community sites. Um, So know that. If you are going into the participating businesses, pay attention to their hours of operation, um, especially that Monday is a holiday. Some of those businesses might be closed that Monday. Okay. Um, So the booklet lists all of their hours of operation um, and their location. The website has links to Google Maps. The um, GlassQuest app has a link to Google Maps. But kind of plan out a little bit where you want to go before you start your day. Um, a lot of the places you can park and get out of the car and hit, you know, five businesses just by walking around. Yeah. Um, my other tip would be to look high and look low. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always love driving by the parks and looking at every, everyone's looking at their feet, right? They're walking and just looking at their feet. Clue balls can be hidden high too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what else would I say? Some are camouflaged, some are not. Um, when you're in our parks and there are a lot of participating parks I would encourage everyone to bring your own plastic bag and pick up litter I mean you're really looking all over the place so you're probably going to see some trash and litter you may as well pick it up as you're going through it yeah um and also just make sure you stay on the trails um we did the state parks Camino Island State Park and Cama Beach State Park are participating again this year yeah um they took a year off um last year because of some damage that was was done to the vegetation um, and some of the stumps with people using walking sticks or sticks banging at things. So my tip would be please do not bring any sticks, no walking sticks, unless you need them to physically, you know, hold yourself. But um, it's really important to keep our parks respected and um, the vegetation taken care of. Yeah. No, that's very good. And then uh, for people who... Um, you know, I, I just, we know there's people out there who don't like to read online and don't like to, uh, follow on the instructions, but they do want to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, we do have a a glass quest headquarters. We do. Where is that? What are the hours? What's that look like? people? So during the event, the glass quest headquarters are at the Camino center, which is 606 Arrowhead road between 10 and four. Um, so we have volunteers. Most of them are wonderful board members like yourself, um, doing different shifts there. They can answer all the questions during that time. Um, you can also email the chamber if you have questions ahead of time, and that's chamber at CaminoIsland.org. Um, I would suggest following our social pages, both Facebook and Instagram. Facebook has a ton of interaction in terms of GlassQuest um, during the event and can be a great resource for you. Although I will say it's so busy during the event that if people put random questions in a comment somewhere, there's only like two of us behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, so please refrain from like important questions buried in Facebook. Um, because we often will miss those if it's happening during the actual event. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then also just one of the, I think these are it's probably in the rules. I know we've talked about probably in the past, um, but about, you know, talking to businesses, asking, I think a lot of people just because they've got tired kids and stuff, they walk in and they're like, do you have any balls left? Yeah. Do you, are you still Has hiding? the ball been found today? Um, so part of the glass quest pledge <laughs> is that you do not ask business owners if the, if the clue ball has been found today. Um, 
and that's just kind of part of the agreement because the again part of the point of this event is to get people into your business um and some of those businesses um may have hidden it and they still want you in the business right so um we ask you to not ask them that question if you can help yourself because part of the thrill of the hunt is you are looking for something that you do not know whether it's out there or not. And yeah. that's really at your, you may be in say IGA and you're looking for a clue ball and there may actually not be one hidden there at that time. So our suggestion is 15 to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. spend 15 to 20 minutes. If you haven't found it at that time, purchase something from the store and move on to the next location. Yeah. It's usually the best bet. Um, the other thing that we ask is that you limit your um, your limited edition ball, your clue ball, to one per person per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just to kind of spread the wealth, give other people a chance to find one. Um, but we really do strongly encourage you to say one per person. If you found yours for the year, then take a break. Um, we do ask for photo ID to claim the glass ball. If mm-hmm. it's a minor that found the person who found the clue ball is the one who wins the, the glass ball. So, yeah. you know, like a three-month-old baby can't most likely, unless there's some sort of child prodigy, <laughs> <laughs> claim a clue ball. Um, so, but if it is a child that found one, then the parents can use their photo ID. Okay. And how do they normally, do they distinguish, is it per family or is it per person? So like if you have a family of four, you know, two adults, two kids. Yeah, it is per person, um, not per family. Um and we do have some families who do find multiples throughout the year or throughout the event, I should say. Um, Typically those are the families that take an entire 10 days and they're out there questing for like 10 hour days (laughs) for the full 10 days in order to, you know, find those, those balls. But it is one ball per person. Okay. Awesome. Um, Are there any other changes this year? Any other details um, people should be aware of? Um, I'm excited. I hope people like the new website and the new kind of direction that we're going in in terms of just embracing the journey. Um, We are not having any kids quests this year. We stopped that during COVID. um, And really, this is kind of how we're reframing is to go to the kind quester instead of having, you know, kids quest events, Mm -hmm. um, which granted were really fun and successful. But the point of Glass Quest, again, we're coming back to what is the spirit of the event, is yeah. not to have, you know, a field full, like an Easter egg hunt. Right. <laughs> um, there are places that have glass hunts like that, where I think sea, um, there used to be a sea float scramble over on Whidbey. I don't know mm-hmm. if they do that anymore, where it was literally things just laid out in a free-for-all um, to find something, <laughs> which is great if that's the point. But we want to refocus on coming, enjoying your stay here, and doing a lot more and than just looking for a clue ball. Yeah. Um, and really realizing that the treasures that you can find during this event are pretty amazing. Um, the people that, that meet each other when they're out there questing yeah. and the way that they help each other um, is really the whole spirit. And it's kind of, I think, what we need yeah. in this community and the world right now. Yeah. Um, you know, people decorated rocks last year and, like, just put them out there for people to find. Um little treasures, sometimes businesses give away a little something, um, to just remember to stay calm and quest on. (laughs) Yes. Very cool. Well, awesome. I'm excited for the event this year. Um, again, I'm sure by the time we get to that point, I'm going to be like, I hope it's big again, but 
Uh, it hasn't disappointed yet, so I'm sure it'll be another big year. It is always, it always blows our expectations, I think, every year. Um, it does, but it's always the good always outweighs any of the, you know, snow or any of the other craziness that we may have. Um, the good stories coming out of Glass Quest are always my favorite. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for, for telling us about Glass Quest and getting us all prepared for it. Yeah. Get ready. So February 17th to the 26th. Oh, I did think of something else. Sorry. Um, the other thing that you can do, um, is check in, get yourself a chance to win a ball, (laughs) um, is people can check in online every day that they're questing. Um, again, that's on the website. Um, it asks questions like, how long are you here? Um, did you stay overnight? How many people are in your party? Where did you go? And for every day that you check in every day, we draw one name and give away a limited edition ball, um, to that. And that, the reason that we do that is, A, we want people to get excited, but we also um, collect data for grants that we get for GlassQuest, and yeah. a lot of that is how we know who who are you and where'd you come from and how'd you find out about the event. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage everyone to, to check in every single day that they're out there questing. And we also, this is an idea that came out of a quester a couple of years ago, we raffle away the number one and number two ball. Okay. So, again, the balls are all numbered. So the number one and number two ball we hold. And I think it's $10. For every $10 donation, your name goes into the raffle once. So if you donate $50 to the event, your name goes into the raffle five times for the number one and number two ball. Um, And, again, that donation is just supporting the event. Um, So it's all going right back into the costs of the actual event, which is free for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And do they donate uh, through the website? Can they donate at the headquarters? Um, the easiest way to do it is to donate on the website. Okay. Um, there's a link on there. It has a bunch of different amounts that you can donate, and that's usually the best way okay. to do it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. All right. And Islanders, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Welcome to Camino Island podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks again to our sponsor, Windermere Real Estate Sandway Camino, for sponsoring today's episode. If you have any questions about today's topics or if you have no, uh, new topic suggestions, please email us at chamber at camanoisland.org. As always, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. That's all for today's episode, Islanders. See you next time.